abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host and his sister for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. Okay, we're back. We're live. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, unfortunately, we let <laughs> two weeks slide by again before doing another podcast. How embarrassing. I know, right? Our, our poor fan base. Yeah. Well, um, we were we could have done one, though. Remember, it was your birthday. Yeah, we didn't in, in honor of my birthday. <laughs> we're like, yeah. we're not going to record today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. I didn't want to, like, put that burden on you to do a podcast on your birthday. So I would have been up for it, but. I guess. Well, happy <laughs> late birthday, even though, like, you were here when it was your birthday. But yes, just so the yes. fans know. Yes. So so that all the the people be known that I have aged another year. Yep. Well, that's good. <laughs> Well, Better than the alternative, as they say. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yep. So as we sit here, it's now February 3rd. We just had Groundhog Day. Mm. That's always exciting. And the Although Groundhog did not see its shadow? I think that was the case. I okay. think that whatever it did, it means that we have a sooner spring. Because if it had, yeah, if it sees the shadow, it's like six weeks. Or if it doesn't, then it's not. <laughs> but whatever it was, it means it's good it's good for those people who don't like winter okay me included so i'll i'll take it whatever um whatever silver linings to look forward to yeah and it's funny because we were saying how you know i always thought that that was for real the groundhog really would see its shadow and get scared by it like even up until like two years ago that's what i actually believed <laughs> speaking of age how I old never, are you <laughs> yeah well i didn't know you knew that I mean, I guess. Or you knew how what really well, goes on? I knew theoretically an animal could observe its shadow, but whether it actually gets scared of it and whether that actually means something, I, don't, <laughs> I wasn't like, oh, yes, those two dots definitely connect. <laughs> right. And this is that would happen every single year that it would come <laughs> out there and then it would like see it regardless of. Right. I don't know. But I just always thought that was for real. And I thought that was like some kind of cause and effect for whatever the um mm. the decision was no but all it is is like the handlers like we were saying before the handlers that stand outside and they pull it up and they pretend it's whispering in their ear and then they're <laughs> the ones actually, that decide did you did you believe that the groundhog whispered in their ear i didn't believe that <laughs> part no this is just this is the new <laughs> stuff that was told to me die which hard is... puxatani phil <laughs> fan <laughs> yeah yeah so that was a big letdown because like it's <laughs> bullshit i mean it's all just like whatever these guys decide to pull it out of there and they, they just make it up on the spot or i'm yeah, sure like they decide a, ahead of time but it's a shame we can't but what decides... we can't depend on this science yeah it really is it pissed me <laughs> off i should have known too because that movie groundhog because i usually watch that also like i'll pop and that did you on not? huh no i did i oh, saw it last okay. night and um he even like says it himself bill murray like when he's standing in front of there, like ridiculing the whole thing He's like, every year we come up here and all they do is like pull it out of there and then like it whispers some gibberish in their ear and then they say what it's going to be. So he pretty much like gives it away right there. Yeah. And all these times I've watched that movie and never picked up on that either. I just thought it was him being a wise ass. Hmm. Maybe we should do that movie instead of the movie that we're uh, set to do. Oh, we, well, we might as well consider what we did last time <laughs> that had nothing to do with horror. Right. <laughs> we're uh, just transitioning into a... 80s movie yeah i mean it's worth like a minute of mention though i mean that's groundhog day is a good movie it's not yeah i never thought it was like one of bill murray's best though which i always wanted for it to be just because like he's so 
it's so much a part of him. I think yeah. some of his best roles aren't like where he's the leading actor. Like mm. Ghostbusters is probably my favorite. Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like Groundhog Day is also kind of in the zeitgeist in as much as people kind of reference it a lot because most people have seen it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's become part of, you know, culture, you know, mm -hmm. to go through something like people, they might not say deja vu. They might say Groundhog Day. Yeah. There you go. So it's, yeah, definitely become part of the <laughs> lexicon, right? Right. But yeah, it's like, I mean, it does at times feel like it drags and the repetition, even though that is like the whole gag of the movie, the whole mm -hmm. joke, it's like that does become a little bit tiresome after a while. Yeah. And it seems to go on a little bit too long. If they could cut like maybe five, 10 minutes out of it, I think that would be a little <laughs> bit better. Been a perfect movie. Yeah. Yep. I guess so. Yeah. I sometimes think about if I was living in that situation, what would I do? Although I kind of am right now. <laughs> oh yeah bit. every day is the same <laughs> somewhat yeah but uh yeah well that's okay because people actually, that actually have jobs they find that also over and over Maybe this is just existing <laughs> <laughs> one movie anyway. that is good yeah quickly there's one movie uh nobody it's a newer one with uh what's his name the guy from better call saul oh bob odenkirk yeah yeah, nobody. The first the first part of the movie where he's just like waking up every day. It's just like they show it speeding up the same exact grabbing the coffee at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Feeding the kids the table the same time. It's just like the same over and over and over. Such is life. Taking the garbage out. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be though. Right. So, this is uh this is your wake up call, <laughs> everybody. Right. Go out and live your Live your best life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can watch a movie like this stuff, and that's putting your time to good use like we did tonight. <laughs> the the probability that we we would actually be existing in, in you know, all of the universe and uh, time and atoms coming together. And we, we chose to spend an hour and, uh, and a half of this wild and precious life watching this stuff. Watching 90 minutes of garbage. <laughs> and the sad part is I... You know, I have seen it before. It was a long time ago when I was in high school. And so I, I remember it being at the time kind of just boring and not really making much sense. And <laughs> so not you're really like, being... we definitely need to watch this movie. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I always hope that once in a while I have a feeling that something I might have watched back then, I might not have fully gotten it. Or it just like if I gave another chance, like it might have just like hit me because I've had a few examples of that happening. <laughs> the profoundity that's hidden in the, <laughs> it's like I suddenly realize what it means. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like it just, uh, you watch a movie on the right day and it's, it's better than it was than you remembered it and mm. suddenly be, becomes a favorite. So I, I was hope, I was hope for that to happen like in these cases, but this definitely was... It would have happened with the stuff. Yeah. You know, sure enough, like there was certain stuff like I wouldn't have picked up on back then, uh, yeah. you know, some of the implications and things like that. But that doesn't mean it made it a better movie, though. Cause yeah. It did not. Yeah. Um, but you said our mother, you tried to convince her to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This. Well, the one thing I will say about the stuff is that the cover art, at least for the VHS tape, it I always thought it was in interesting i was always intrigued by it shows an open refrigerator mm -hmm. and it shows like a container of that stuff sitting on the shelf I, or maybe it's like leaking out and it shows like this just white um like you know the white stuff that it is substance yes it's all over the floor and it shows like people just kind of like reaching out of it you know <laughs> just almost like 
zombified people like yeah. reaching up and i always thought that was just like an intriguing look <laughs> cover that's why i always wanted to see it really yeah the artist should be paid uh over time <laughs> i guess yeah it was uh pretty decent it was not bad for the cover art mm -hmm. that's one reason like i like going back and looking at those vhs tapes was because of i think i even mentioned that in the first podcast we ever did so um it all became about the box you know yeah the, but it, yeah that's not really um a thing anymore like it's very rarely that you see like a very highly illustrated or like graphically you know created curated piece of cover art although maybe i just don't look at many movie maybe not i don't know covers although yeah, you only see them seem... streaming anymore like <laughs> yeah they don't like they're, seem... they're just thumbnails on a screen now yeah i guess they exist because movies still come out in the theater and they have like a need for it there but it's not like it used to be where people would just like see that yeah maybe or, it just like... meant more back in the day maybe i guess so yeah, because you didn't have the same kind of medium to, like, advertise stuff. Yeah, you don't, like, you know, annoyingly sigh at when you, like, scroll over a thumbnail and it starts playing the trailer and you're like, ah, oh, just... Yeah, I know. I hate that. <laughs> I know. It's just like you just want to, like, to shut it up. Yeah, it used to mean something special. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the experience. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this, and of course, like, you know, one of my early memories too of like trying to see it would have been, you know, like I said before, our mom, who was a big Law & Order fan back in the day, I knew that uh, Michael Moriarty was one of the early actors. Him and who was the guy, Chris North, that was um, mm -hmm. part of the, and the, the Sam Watterson, like they were, you know, the original mm -hmm. squad of actors that was in it. Yeah. So. So was this, my question is, was he in this movie before he got his big break on Law and Order? I guess. <laughs> the other way yeah, because this came out in 85, and this would have been like a few years, I'm thinking, before okay. Law and Order. Maybe this was like his stepping stone to Law and Order. Maybe they saw his role and they were like, wow, we are blown away <laughs> with his detective work in this movie. We got to get this guy. Maybe. Oh, speaking of that, I mean, that one line he had in the movie, though. <laughs> so we see... In the early part of this movie, you see a bunch of typical, like very cookie cutter looking um, 80s businessmen on a yacht. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to seek, they're trying to figure out the formula for this stuff. And <laughs> as 80 as you know, rich men on boats. Yeah. It was like <laughs> a textbook. Is, yeah. What is look. in fluff? <laughs> what is, we got to get that. Where would, would it look? There was like a city skyline in the background. It might have been Miami. Oh, I was thinking but, it was just New York because every city in a movie is New York. But. Yeah, it could have been. Um, but yeah, they're just like all sitting around there with their champagne and they're standing on the, the, the deck of the yacht. They all got their hands perfectly, you know, out. And they're all talking about like, we got to get this formula. We got to find <laughs> out what this stuff is so we can like buy it or take it over somehow. <laughs> and we got to figure out, we got to send one of our best men in to infiltrate and find out like why these, why the FDA approved this stuff in the first place. Because it's very shady the way it happened. Which it never would. This movie would have never happened today. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So the person, their best man, who's, who they got for the job, that's Michael Moriarty. And he comes out and meets them on like some little motorboat with his like dumbass look on his face. And he gets on board and he looks, you know, every bit as, as much of the dumbass as he looks like when he's riding up to the yacht. And he comes off just like very like talking about sweaty palms as he shakes everybody's hand and just he's got this like really country drawl like from 
yeah. rural Georgia. Which I feel like that accent kind of shifted. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Yeah. Parts in the movie. Oh, for a movie like this, I'm sure there was like no continuity <laughs> director available for it. The budget on Wikipedia, I saw it was like 1.5 million. Isn't that kind of a lot for a movie back then or is it not? Well, I mean, a million dollars is more than it used to be back yeah. then, but I mean, more than it would be now, but um, yeah, but movies had like much better budgets than that. But yeah, some did better with that million dollar budget than this did. <laughs> Definitely. So um, yeah, but my favorite line though, you know, is that like he's, he comes off as really stupid sounding, but then he impresses them with something by some of the research that he's done on all the people he's meeting with. Yeah. And then one of the guys is like, oh, so maybe you're not as dumb as you look. And he's like, nobody is as dumb as I look. (laughs) (laughs) This is like such a weird thing. Like, it's funny, but also just like a very strange. Like, why would somebody say that? Yeah. Yeah. Very self-aware, though, I guess, to his credit. I don't know. Yep. Or was it a strategy? Maybe. Yeah, another one. (laughs) But um, this movie, though, it's. You know, it's always been in the horror. It's always been classified as horror. And there was some very random scenes of it that, you know, I guess were kind of horror-ish. I mean, the most horrific thing about it, I feel, was like the uncanny valley quality of a lot of their like prosthetic <laughs> props, <laughs> like the dog oh. head. <laughs> oh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was the scariest part of the movie, just how weird that looked. That was the first <laughs> no. part. That was the first yeah. scene, I think, of anything kind of like horror related happening. Yeah. And I don't think they even intentionally wanted it to be as scary as <laughs> how it came off. It was just like this weird. You really thought that was pretty. <laughs> no. Well, it is just like in that uncanny valley way. I was just like, oh, that's really weird. That looks nothing like a dog. That looks like something <laughs> weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really get that part either. <laughs> like what the dog was a dog there to guard this guy from giving the guy too much information yeah. or was... i don't know ben you <laughs> no i <laughs> the didn't dog's name was ben that's right yeah yeah <laughs> it was and um yeah big huge dog big great dane yeah speaking of which i know this is off topic but do the do the listeners know about... yeah you brought it up oh, a couple okay. weeks ago <laughs> or the last time <laughs> i don't we did even it. remember yep okay well never mind new doberman in the house new doberman mm-hmm. um okay well we can just skip that now New Doberman, but she's still up to the same bad habits, though, <laughs> as you saw her piss all over the floor well, for no reason. Yeah, right after you assured me that <laughs> things had gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> Until you came and visited. Well, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Stressing everyone out. Yeah, who knows? The The one thing, though, is like I could never figure out with this movie is like what was the bigger threat? Was that this stuff, I guess, was going to get inside people and... You know, from the inside out, it was just going to, I don't know, kill them, obviously, and then, like, crawl out of their bodies. Yeah. But what was the point? Right. Like, the entire, like, goal of the movie was to kind of figure out what the stuff was, but it never yeah. really achieved that. <laughs> we still don't know what it yeah. was. No, it was just, just kept... like some guy like decided to taste it one day in the quarry and right. they were like, let's sell this. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like that's my first instinct when I see like some like substance <laughs> on the ground. I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gonna try this out. The one guy's like, I don't need Free snow. I'm not, I'm not eating that. I don't need snow. <laughs> no, it's not snow. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> 
And it, the movie like just mysterious opens. Mysterious white substance. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing too. It's like it just opened cold. Like right yeah. on these two guys standing there. We thought like we picked it up midway through because I was. Yeah. This is one of the rare times like I wouldn't have the DVD of it. <laughs> and rightfully, thankfully, I never bought this crap because, you know, it just like wasn't worth buying. Yeah. I probably will one day anyway, mm. just to add it to my client. Just because, like, you know, the memory I have of looking at the the cover art, like, I'll buy it just for that. We'll just print it off the internet. Oh, actually, you know what? I do have the VHS tape somewhere. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, but that is a no Money good. already spent. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying about, what was the last thing we were talking about? Uh, well, we were, <laughs> maybe that just kind of goes to show the forgettableness of what this plot oh, yeah. was. Because I think we were trying to figure out what the reason for this what yeah. what the angle what was the reason we never found out what the stuff it was might, yeah was it, uh... i guess it wasn't that complicated i mean they just like found this shit and it just tasted good and then they just like packaged it up and sold it to make money but i feel like the interesting if they wanted to make it a more interesting story it was like it could have been like oh it came from outer space and what does that mean and instead yeah, it was just kind of exactly. like a weird wild goose chase of like Right. Why know. does this stuff act the way it does? Yeah. That's you're right. Like it should have they should have explored that yeah. in the plot and just like, you know, made that part of it like wasn't from outer space or it's like was Yeah, instead they like lightly dusted it at the end to like bury it. <laughs> and they're like, Well, that's that's that. It's uh that's we definitely solved the issue. <laughs> anyway, that's jumping ahead, but Yeah. Um it's you know the funny thing too is that i noticed about this movie is that it was definitely boring parts of it were <laughs> but there was always like something some kind of action going on on the screen it seemed like it it didn't really it lack was boring for boring in the sense that like none of the characters really made sense no <laughs> like they weren't i wasn't really like i didn't really care about anybody nobody uh, yeah, like right. had any like depth it was just like people yeah even the kid it's just like the kid was some kind of was sort of annoying in his own way also (laughs) um and then um yeah there was always like some kind of action going on but it's just like it's still just it's just still boring you know it's just like some movies they'll have like two characters just like standing and talking and talking and talking they're boring because of that this wasn't quite like that there was like always stuff going on but still it didn't i think it was like illustrated in the in the way that like you know our our main our main stud our main guy like just randomly ends up with this woman but you don't really even see how it happened it was just like end scene and the next time you see him he's just like with her oh and it's like well, oh she was the um she was like the marketing girl and like all of stuff. a sudden she's like on his team to like figure out what it is and that it's evil and like she doesn't care about her job anymore she's just like uh, yeah. on this mission to like be swept off by this kind of loser <laughs> uh yeah right i know he was gonna like pretending to um buy the company or something and then i don't i don't know like any of the i don't know how this plot was moved along i don't know any of the story i don't know like right i don't know even who chocolate chip charlie is <laughs> oh that's right well he owned um i don't know some kind of like cookie factory i guess and then like the board of directors kicked him out of his own company somehow okay a character purely invented because they needed a black person for some comic <laughs> relief maybe i don't know i think <laughs> that guy was some kind of comedian though and oh. i'm pretty sure he was the guy in two broke girls i meant to look that up before we started doing this but oh 
um, that whatever cat, whatever, you know, diner they were working in, there was an older black guy. I don't know what his job was there. Hmm. Did he, he would always sit off um, to the side. Was he like played music or something maybe? I don't know. Like I said, it's been a while since I. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I remember him. I mean, he was pretty funny and it's like, you could kind of yeah. tell like he might've been a comedian at one time, but I, I'm pretty sure he, he was, was that guy. Yeah. I think he was actually the best actor in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there were some notable actors in there. No one like, you know, that was, you know, marquee names, but Paul Servino, he was the guy who was the head of that militia group. Oh. Believe it or not. Random he, he militia was actually, group. He was actually like if 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 any if our listeners have not <laughs> seen this movie, yes, there is a, a militia group. <laughs> yep. And they I guess help save the day by the end of the movie. Um, but yeah, Paul Servino, he was in Goodfellas. He was the, uh, he was, I guess, I forget his role. He was kind of like in charge of the groups. Yeah. Of the group somehow. So a similar, uh, similar character. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. I mean, he looked the same. <laughs> a little bit different. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. As far as being in charge. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So he would, um, I can't remember what else he was in. I'm sure he did something else with Scorsese, but, uh. Um, so it was him and then there was somebody besides Michael Moriarty, but maybe it was just those two. Mm. I don't know. I mean, did the kids ever I don't evolve think so. into anybody? No. Mm. Yeah, it's another one of those those situations too, where it's just like back in the nerd and they still do sometimes, but they make the kid like smarter than the adults that are in the movie. <laughs> well mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in certain ways. <laughs> well, as far as like figuring out that there was something. He was the first to figure out that there was yeah. something wrong. Right. He noticed it was moving. And how that didn't happen with anybody else, like they just never noticed it was moving. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That is. Or like, why did it only make his, itself visible to him and nobody else? Maybe that was what was going on. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a common um, theme with kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it really jumped around, which is kind of like why we're jumping around through this <laughs> to try and describe it. <laughs> it was it's a little bit difficult to describe well yeah because it's like a lot of stuff happened but i feel like there wasn't really any plot so it's like all i can all i can think of is to like just name certain parts of the movie but like there was really yeah. not much of a story to the movie right right oh the guy that got killed by the dog yeah. he's some danny aiello uh-huh. yeah i know he was like an older guy that was like you know had some hit movies in the late 90s and i forget what his real all I can think of was that he was in a movie called Hudson Hawk with Bruce Willis, but he was in way more, I don't know, notable roles than that, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was like pretty much those three. But um, and the director, Larry Cohen, he had. He's the rejected Cohen brother. <laughs> oh, you know, I wonder <laughs> if he is related. don't talk about him. <laughs> I wonder. Well, he would be older, I guess. I mean, he died a few years ago. Mm. Um, so he had like some weird movies, though. Yeah. Always kind of like the same kind of thing, like borderline sci-fi. There's a movie <laughs> called Q about this like dragon thing that would attack people in New York City. Mostly like sky um, sunbathers on the top of buildings. Oh, wow. That sounds, uh, you know. It just like dive in and like misogynistic at all. <laughs> <laughs> but he would always like do these weird movies and there was, they would always be like offbeat stuff and it's really off the radar he reminded me a little bit of the uh, director joe dante he did gremlins and mm. he was i think like a more 
you know, a version better. of this guy, but yeah, his movies did a lot better. And <laughs> like a movie like Gremlins, that was actually pretty interesting back, yeah. especially back in the day. It was definitely not boring. Yeah, it definitely had more substance. <laughs> yeah, comedy, that dark kind of humor thing, though. Uh-huh. But that's kind of like what, what Larry Cohen does, too. What he was attempting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, But yeah, and we were talking about also about like, you know, the stuff he was trying to maybe tie into it like what was this trying to mean though i think you know there was hints of commercialization obviously with like the advertising campaigns they were doing for the stuff Mm -hmm. it did look very 80s in that regard too yeah like once a product was out there you started seeing it everywhere it doesn't feel like things are quite like that these days yeah and it was advertised with like you know workout enthusiasts around right Lots of spandex. Very 80s. Uh, <laughs> everybody was working out, I guess. The stuff. Yeah, the stuff commercials, <laughs> the stuff banners and that, and this and that. Yeah. I still think that's kind of giving this movie too much credit, but uh, we'll... Uh, right. <laughs> we'll, sti- we'll stick with that. Yeah. And it's, it's a commentary on commercialism and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Commercialization. <laughs> Um, yeah, the other possibility too was the, you know, the way they found it out of the ground, I guess that could be tied into oil and how we'd be, you know, we're becoming too reliant on oil and that kind of thing. But also, like I was saying, this was back in the eighties also and middle of the eighties. Yeah. Well, the head of his time. Maybe, (laughs) you know, it's funny because I said earlier before we started recording that, you know, nobody was thinking about that back then, but maybe mm-hmm. they were because like there was that big crisis in the 70s yeah, of a shortage, a major shortage. Yeah. So maybe they were trying to like, you know, say, hey, we are becoming too reliant because look what happens. You've got people who can't buy mm-hmm. gas for, you know, weeks on end or yeah. by a little bit at a time. Yeah. And I, I do know that they said the name Ralph Nader in the movie, but I, yeah. I completely do not remember the context in which his name was dropped. I can't either. Unless they were trying to say that this guy from the FBI worked with Nader. At one point. <laughs> That's where it ended. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> no other point to prove here. Yeah. <laughs> so it seemed kind of like they weren't sure where this movie was going either, or the people who made it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of obvious. The fact that like the what's his face and the woman i don't even remember their names they're just like uh-huh. going back to the hotel when they're like in this investigation. oh yeah just, just like they leave the kid in the airplane <laughs> with the pilot and they're like oh make sure he gets lunch when he wakes up in the dial it's like nighttime yeah they're back at the hotels like i remember the... where's this kid he's like locked in a truck yeah i remember <laughs> the three of them like getting on that plane yeah and then what ha- why did the kids stay on there well, they were rescuing him from his parents, but then right. maybe they had like a buyer's remorse situation. <laughs> like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> we don't want this kid. <laughs> yeah, it's another thing too. It's just like, you know, when people ate the stuff, it's like they became like these stuffed zombies where they just became, um, I don't know, they, it was controlling their mind. Yeah. And I guess it would give them more energy. They made a comment about that also. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, like, what was the point of that? Was the stuff itself like using people for something? Yeah, they. they it wasn't obvious. They could have like what? just focused on like one thing and then like developed that. But yeah, it's kind of like what you were saying. It's like it couldn't really decide what it wanted to do. So then it just decided to do everything and do everything poorly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. 
like it's by the end of the movie it just didn't it didn't have a horror movie feel <laughs> nothing landed <laughs> yeah i mean it's more like action adventure than it was horror yeah or and you know it just but it's lame though like it didn't yeah. do that well. again the most horrific thing was like the weird uncanny valley prosthetic heads especially the ones that just like broke open when they like when he like punches this one guy and his head just like basically explodes yeah like this empty shell i'm like is this like are are they like literally an empty shell or is this really bad effects could they just not even like put blood on somebody's (laughs) face and be like he got punched they just had to break a mannequin in half (laughs) right yeah i know do they mean it for it to look like that um and like was the stuff were these people working for the people who the bad guys did the stuff make them i don't know i don't get it because yeah i remember them being chased by like four guys and like each time you fought with one like their face would kind of explode (laughs) it's like they were stuffed robots yeah 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 i i was writing down like all of like these missing plot points as the movie was going on and that at a certain point i was just like what's what's the point like (laughs) (laughs) like this is (laughs) we're obviously not answering questions in this movie so it's fruitless yeah it reminded me a little bit of halloween 3 i know i've brought that movie up a lot but there was this i don't know this evil toy maker who was trying to there at least was a plot to halloween 3 and there was these robots that looked very lifelike and they were filled with this like orange goo stuff so if you fought with one of those the same thing would happen like you know yeah if he destroyed one, this orange stuff and these wires would come out of the, the the person. But and that was definitely a commentary also, you know, on like consumerism and things like that with the masks and the merchandise around Halloween and, and things like that. But mm. yeah, in this movie, I don't know. I guess maybe they were trying to do that also, but it just didn't really come through. Yeah. So um that one scene though, where they were it was around the time that they they brought the kid with them mm-hmm. and lost track of him. Now they're staying in a hotel together, the guy and that that woman. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a it was like a trap. Like they planted mm. the stuff in there. Remember, because he makes the comment that that was there. And like, how did they anyway finish what you were gonna say? Yeah, so they were um they're in bed together, and then in the middle of the night, so you see the stuff come out of the uh the pillow, this white marshmallow stuff, and just go all yeah. over his face. And he's kind of like, he's like, no, you know, he doesn't know what to do. It's like he can't get it off his face. And now he's on the floor. And the lady's like, oh, wait, hang on. And she grabs that kerosene lantern and pours the kerosene on and all over it. Yeah. She's like, I'll, I'll burn it off. And she pours that stuff on him and lights a match. And then suddenly it does catch fire. Mm-hmm. And then he does get it off. And then they're just standing there. And then like this other guy busts through the door. <laughs> like who was that yeah who knows (laughs) (laughs) you're causing too much noise yeah yeah because like the stuff that they're being attacked by this stuff and this one guy i guess he was pissed off because they're interrupting his sleep he's like i'm gonna kill you and he just like (laughs) goes and like fights with him but then that guy lands into the stuff and it kind of like just expands (laughs) and engulfs him yeah and drags him up, which kind of reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street a little uh, bit, where yeah, it dragged him up on the wall. They, yeah, they were trying to go I'm sure that. they borrowed from both those movies, yeah. <laughs> so like, this is going to make it. This is going to make our movie. Right. But it was just so <laughs> stupid. And as they're watching this guy get, like, swallowed up by the stuff, he's like, that was meant for us. <laughs> <laughs> which, like, how did, like, who did that? Like, who put the stuff there? How did they put the stuff there? Like, it just, I, I don't know. And how do you know when it's going to attack? Like, how do you make it attack? Yeah, is it does it have a mind of its sentient? own? Or can, it, 
Could it be controlled? Yeah. It's just like there's too many questions to really enjoy this movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's too bad. I thought it had more going for it. Well, I mean, uh, your heart was in the right place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this thing just randomly popped into my head. It was one of these things from back in the day. It was like one of the first, when I first got into horror movies, it was one of the first ones I remember seeing. Just sitting on the shelf, just thinking to myself, wow, I wish I could see that. Gotta see. Yeah, because it's just like another one of those cases. Don't judge the book by its cover. And that's exactly well, what happened here. In this case, you absolutely could. Or, I was tri- or don't. Twice. The, I was the tri- cover twice. was better than the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but at the end of the movie, um, I guess they got it, right? But there was those two executives at the very end. Or they forced them at gunpoint to eat the stuff. Yeah. Well, they were going to try to market the taste. <laughs> yeah, which was like an imitation and supposedly wasn't going to kill people. Yeah. So I don't know what was going to happen with that. I don't know. But it looks like, I don't know, like I said, it looks like they really wanted to make a sequel of this movie. Because <laughs> of like the ending scene where they the, these random guys find like a truck load of it. And there, oh, yeah. there was um, the line that the, the main guy was saying, like, because when he put explosives all around, like, the main area where they were getting the stuff. Oh, right. And it, like, lightly dusted it as a, as a burial. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, like, saying, oh, it's, it's not going to stay buried for long. And then the truck scene at the end, it's like, I think they really wanted to do a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> they will make this all make sense in the next movie we promise <laughs> yeah i guess they couldn't like get themselves to do that like nobody would give it a chance <laughs> to to do that because it must yeah except what the that... budget was i didn't say like what the box office was though <laughs> they were too embarrassed it was probably like a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah but with movies back then though they'd make the move they'd make the money back on on um vhs once that started like becoming more available like people just like renting everything mm. so you know the vhs beta laserdisc like that would all like all help classics. those studios yeah get their money back including um, whatever you paid for that vhs that's uh sitting wherever it is yeah well a lot of my collection you know it's funny because i just assume that people listening to this would be into like the old vhs horror tapes but there's some people that just aren't. <laughs> they only like horror movies. Like they wouldn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they just like find their horror movies like on Tubi or, um, you know, streaming. Yeah, but yeah. That doesn't mean like they were they were there from like the original. Like, cause a lot of younger guys are into this stuff also. Some Gen Zers they they get into it. You mean people younger than like thirty? Yeah, somehow. <laughs> Although I don't know they exist. I don't know many or any. I guess. <laughs> but I mean, you see podcasts, you see like YouTube videos where like younger guys are looking at this stuff. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the tradition going because <laughs> they're not making these movies anymore. Oh, Man. they do make them, but you know, just not, not like, it's just not like it used to be. Yeah. Did you see the remaking Roadhouse? Yes. Who's? Um, it's, I don't know who's directing it, but I think it's like Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 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 That movie, yeah, I saw that recently. And it was... It's we saw funny it in uh, New York when I was house-sitting. Did we? Yeah. Okay, now I kind of remember it being on. We didn't watch the whole thing, though. Yeah, we did. The whole... Really? Yeah. What else were we doing? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't there for too long. I was only there for a few days. And then, like I started like visiting. Well, I mean, you did that too. Yeah. Huh. I remember just seeing part of it. I don't remember seeing the whole thing, though. Mm, it was definitely the whole movie. Huh. That's weird. I don't remember that. Maybe I fell asleep. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, that's one of those ones like that's um, like a lot of guys are really into that. And for some people, it's like their favorite movie. And it's just like, I think it's pretty good, but it's not like something I have to see all the time. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, I I got it, but I also didn't. Um, that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It had some like nice nuanced stuff about yeah, it too. Yeah. I like in the beginning when the guys, the guys at that bar, the owner, mm-hmm. and he's looking, he needs somebody to come and clean the place up. Cause yeah. Cause like people are just like fighting and like the place looks like crap and there's just graffiti all over the wall. Shows him walking back to his office and there's like, you know, some of that graffiti there. And it says, there's this one somebody wrote on there for a good fuck call, <laughs> you know, like one, two, six, seven, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> The guy goes up to it. Instead of like cleaning it off, the F part of the word, he changes that to a B. And then after the U, he puts an I there. So it says for a good Buick, call two six. Like, I love that. That's the best part of the movie for me. <laughs> yeah, it had its its good moments. Uh, pain don't hurt. It's a good quote. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, there was some gems back there. Yeah. Back then in that era. So... I think we've probably exhausted this stuff as much as we need to. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else worth mentioning in that movie. Yeah, nothing uh, Nothing really comes to mind um, on my end. Yeah. Yep. The one thing I will say, it opens, I think the opening scene, well, not like the very beginning, but like when the kid's walking downstairs, mm-hmm. some of the shots of like, you know, the stairway and the house inside there and some of it's... You see some of the, it has like some definitely 80s dated stuff, which is like fun to look at, like from a nostalgic point of view. Mm -hmm. And some of those shots were well done where, you know, at night, especially Mm -hmm. in the kitchen, like a dark kitchen with a few lights here and there. I don't know. Just kind of cool. Sometimes like something like that's just fun to watch, but that's about all it had going for it. Yeah. That's where the movie peaked. Yeah. Peaked early. (laughs) So, yes, for all you stuff fans. That's for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry that you are one of those. Yeah, right. (laughs) Please explain why. All right. Um, Any comments, questions, please do leave one. We will see you next Wednesday. Bye.